Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm here with my mother. Hello, Jessie. Hello, we've had the news about the old um, tier, tier two. two. Yeah. But I'm bubbled with you, darling, so that's okay. Is that a thing? Yes. You're allowed to be with people that you're in a bubble with. You can be in my bubble. You can bubble with me, Mum. Thank you, darling. I'm just buying a fire pit. So, yeah, we are not prepared to go back to Zoom. However, there are a few in this series that are Zoom, but that doesn't matter. We aren't prepared to do that, so we're going to find a way to get people brave in the cold or get blankets just like Soho Farmhouse. A fire pit. Fire pit. Should I get a jacuzzi as well? I'm like, Mum, that sounds like a sex party. Okay. Basically, we will carry on because... Well, we quite enjoy this, and I quite like the idea of Mum having a marquee in the back of her garden for the foreseeable future. And a fire pit. And a what fire pit. What about people going to the lavatory? They can piss in a bush, Mum. Okay. We have the... I mean, we've wanted this woman for a very, very long time. Since the beginning. We've, she was number one on our list. She's always been on the big list. Yeah. We were supposed to do this... Tomorrow morning, yeah. had a nice little brunch sorted, green shakshuka mum was going to try. Yep. I was going to try and bake a challah. I wasn't really. Babka. But a babka. Oh shit, I need to make that babka. Tomorrow. Um, and then they pulled the old um, tier two fast one on us. So Dawn French obviously wants to do this podcast in the flesh. So we've rearranged it. It's a Friday. We will be out by 12 o'clock tonight. And well, it depends. We're going to celebrate her new book. And yeah, and so Dawn French is coming over for a Friday night dinner, which she requested. And I pulled the stops out, darling. And I helped too. You did, darling, and it made a big difference. And there was nothing more romantic than skimming the scum from your chicken, chicken soup. soup today, really, Mum. Yeah. It was quite a beautiful moment for yeah. you and I. Calm, yeah. calm, collected, scummy. Yeah. And yeah, we've had it already. Skimming, bish, bash, not scummy. Oh, okay whatever anyway so we're doing chicken soup and matzo balls aren't we yep and then I think that will win her over yeah then we've got the trusty I feel like we've done this a bit too many times but it doesn't matter because it's delicious and it's Friday night dinner and we did have to change tack at very last minute so we're having chicken and apricots it's in the table matters cookbook yeah don't worry about it we've chicken. only done it a few times I think we've done it for Haim done it twice. we do it for Haim and um Loyokana. also Dessert. Mum, this is something that you were going to do for Grace Dent, but we vetoed it with a trifle. What I've done is I did an apple with almond pudding. So it's a kind of gluten-free thing where you just put almond Sorry? sugar did butter. Did I just hear the words gluten-free yeah. come out of your mouth? Willingly. But I have now put it in a pastry. So I thought this would work very well with figs. So I've done a fig and almond tart. 
It's kind of frangipan. Well, it looks lovely. It we're does gonna look have nice. Have it with, um, we're going to have it with fresh cream. Creme fraiche? I don't think I've got creme fraiche. Oh, you need that. Go and get it then, darling. Okay, no, I'm not going to. Cool. Okay, fine. Great, I can't wait. We've got Dawn French coming up on Table Manners. French is in our house on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. She's requested the chicken soup. We're going to deliver it. And you're sitting here having champagne with us and we're toasting your book. Yeah, Which thank I finished you. Good. today. Just, just let me just know this. How it. many minutes is it to the chicken soup? I just need to know. <laughs> Do you need it? No, no, no. no I'm just checking. Just give it to About, me as a motivation. But it's ready. I'm yeah. just going to start. I'm going to put the heat underneath it. Okay, we'll so it's within are you 20 minutes. I am hungry, but I'm. Oh. Let's talk first. Let's no, talk first. We can we'll do... talk for te- 20 minutes. And then all right, all right. That'll be. Oh, that's all fantastic. Right. Oh, my God. This is like this is like when I deny my like daughter like the biscuit after dinner. Like, and I have to go, you have to wait until you finish. Don't yeah. you have to drink I that glass that. of champagne before you get your chicken uh, soup. Yes, uh, champagne, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for that. Um, so I finished it today. Did you? And I had a lump in my throat. Oh, good. The ending. The ending. Well, I didn't we can't see that give coming. the ending we away, can't give sadly. The ending away, but it's but like, it is quite a big twist at the yeah. end. Yeah. And it was, it was really beautiful and really Thank touching you. and Thank moving. You. And I was gripped. It was a real page turner. Good. So um, it's the first book that I've read of you, yours. I'm so yeah, sorry. No, but no, I it's, really, not, it's not compulsory. Obviously, I respect you slightly <laughs> less now, but uh, that's okay. But Your I choice. Even started it. I'm Your choice if you tomorrow. want a, le- a less rich life. <laughs> to you, okay, so which one would you say I should read next? Well, then? isn't it weird? Because I would always say start with the autobiography. Okay, fine. Uh, which is called Dear Fatty. Which that would I wrote. have been helpful for tonight yeah. too. Well, yeah, well yes yeah. and no. Yes and no. It's quite. It's actually sort of out of date now because I've finished it lots of years ago. So yeah. I've had a, you know a whole new chapters since then. But um, that's always a good starter. And I wrote that really because somebody else wrote a book about me. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this. What a bloody But no, it is I very... Any, I can write a book about you tomorrow if I like. I, anyone can write a book about you. And it's up to me how precise it is and how accurate it is. That's and it's a very funny. odd thing to be... It feels like you're being bullied. Oh. And so the woman who wrote the book is a very bad do you Jur- know her? Journalist. Did I don't know, know of her. Was she obsessed with you then? No, I think she'd done this before. She'd written books about other people. That was her income, was to write books about people without their permission. Um, the unauthorised, you know. Oh, yeah. But what she did that was not okay was that she started ferreting about in my daughter's uh, biological mother. <gasps> oh, she started that no. kind of stuff. So I had to, you know, take some serious action to stop that happening. And really because she wrote this very inaccurate, very badly written, I have to say, but that's just my opinion, but inaccurate book, full of inaccuracies that upset my family such a lot. So I thought, well, as an answer to this, sort of in revenge, I better write write the story myself. I can write it better than this. So I came to writing that autobiography not really the best way. I was pushed. But... While sitting down and writing it, which I thought was going to be like homework, um, I just thought, oh, I really like this. I like writing. This Have is you good. ever written a book before that? I hadn't written a book before that. I'd written a lot of work that I've done, you know, a lot of sketches and of course stuff written, like yeah. that. But I hadn't written anything like this. So did you know you had a book inside you? Well, do you know? Or two or three oh, or four. How uncomfortable <laughs> it is to have a book inside you. Um, <laughs> but I know... No, do you know, I was so busy doing everything else, I didn't really think about that. But what I did discover when I started to write was that 
it was quiet and just me on my own with my own head, you know, Did you in my own imagination. Did you write being on your own with your own head? Okay. I mean, you know, what I think I've discovered about myself through writing is that I'm a kind of functioning introvert. That's who I really am. Now, you, I know people are very no, no, surprised no, by that. No, no, I can believe that. Can you? Yes. Good. Because I think a lot of extrovert people are not really... Because I think I'm a functioning introvert as well, darling. <laughs> if, you, if you were given a choice of whether being, of being quiet and maybe only your own family around you or lots of people in a huge social life, what would it be? That, Probably. And, you are not, and that is where <laughs> you are not a functioning introvert. Mum, you were hosting my birthday last night like this. With a glass of champagne and you were telling yeah, the I prefer to be to with I prefer to be with you and my close people. I, I found <laughs> it very difficult in lockdown being on my own. Oh, did you? I like living on my own, but not having social contact. So you're with not people. a functioning oh, no, introvert. I'm not a Basically, what we're uh, concluding okay, is you're not. <laughs> an All right then. But you, She's not you've let got you have your husband one. there and your daughter. Yeah. But that, you know, they, they are quite, they understand me, but I'm quite hermity, actually. But most of my life has been about, you know... Being, being out there. Well, I'm being in collaborations, mm. being in a double act, being in a group, being, you know, a bit jazz hands. And well, and I don't, don't get me wrong, I love that part. But really, I'm very at home on my own with the door shut, writing. That is my biggest love. That's my biggest love. And I came to it quite late by writing that wow. autobiography. Has it been harder to go back on the stage since being... A, becoming this writer and understanding yourself better? Not really, it nice because, balance? exactly that. And I think that the more I spent time on my own, although I'm not entirely on my own because I'm with all these characters in my head um, and I'm with my actual family, but um, the more I did that, the more I thought, mm, I need little pools of showing off. <laughs> you know, I need to go out and connect with other people as well. I need to do this other part of my life. And luckily for me... Um, both things happen. You know, I can do a bit of theatre, or I can uh, be in a TV series, or I can do something on Audible with Jennifer, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Luckily, I've got those choices. I mean, obviously, when the lockdown came, Where that was you? a bit scary. Um, I was in Cornwall, and in fact, I was writing the second draft of that book, which I was due to be doing then anyway. So pretty much all the way through lockdown, I was having the normal... Uh, work life that I would have mm. you know there wasn't anything very different in that way except for that my daughter my stepdaughter came to live with us son was up the road with his girlfriend but not very far away so I, I carried on doing my normal job during that time so in a way that was helpful because it didn't feel too weird but what did happen like for a lot of performers like me is that um, and, and maybe this happened for you as well Jess I don't know is that there was a day when I thought 18 months of work has just disappeared mm. because theatres are shut. And, you know, I was due to do a bit of theatre work and I was due to tour. Had it been announced um, yet? Yeah, it hadn't been announced yet, but it was all, you know, in the diary yeah. and I knew what was going on. Knew my mortgage was paid, knew that, you yeah, know, all right. the things you do when you plan your life. Mm. And if you're self-employed and you, you work in the arts, you, you put your life together like a jigsaw, don't you? Mm. And you're lucky that it comes together like that. But suddenly I thought, oh, my Lord, this is this is odd this is really frightening insecure strange time but writing was a real anchor for me to something that I love to do that was supposed to be doing anyway it was a calming and good and gradually things have clawed back obviously we're still waiting for theatres to open up but yeah you know like everyone with these discrepancies I can't understand why you're allowed in a, on a plane and not allowed in a theatre it just doesn't no. make or any sense or you're not allowed me. at a football match but you're allowed in the theatre or cinema 
and yeah. a football match is open air, which I don't understand. Yeah, that's very odd. Are you? A, do you go to football? I love football. She would if she do could. you? Oh, yeah, I love who, who are your Manchester team? United. Well, okay. Like, like Dawn like, should know that, that you're well, from Manchester. Sorry, you don't I'm have from Manchester. Are you? Yeah. Okay. And Manchester I love Mar- a horrible and time at the horrible. moment. Horrible. And I feel very sorry for... Yeah. I feel sorry You've got family for, there? Yeah, my, well, my, only my cousin. That's where I was brought up. But I feel very sorry for people in Manchester because I think it's not terribly clear and... I think Andy Burnham's fighting for them so they get proper, you know, yeah, well, compensation. Yeah, he's, he's a ferocious advocate, isn't yes. he? And Jennifer Rapp- is a giant Manchester United is she? fan. She I is. didn't know that. She is. Yes, And see? she gets a lot of stick for it because I think Why? Be- because Manchester United, as I understand it, I'm not a football No, I know expert, what you're going to say. But I think because they're big and famous and, and whatever, and lots she of doesn't come from them. Manchester. Uh, do you know, uh, Jennifer is, fr- like me, from a forces family. So she's travelled around a lot, but they ended up near Manchester. They ended up in Cheshire. Oh, that's so she that's does it. have yeah. she does yeah. have connections there. Yeah, but uh, she's got she's got a good line, and you should get her on to talk about it. She's I'd got a good line in deflecting any of the nonsense yeah. that comes with that. Yeah. So growing up, yeah. in forces family, you were yeah. travelling about quite a lot, all the time. Sometimes every three months, sometimes every six Jeez. months, sometimes every eighteen months. Usually, maybe two years would be the longest you'd stay anywhere. So I went to something like. I can't remember exactly now, but it's something like seven or eight different junior schools. Oh, my God. And then when it comes to secondary school... You end up in boarding school. You end up in boarding school. But for my family, the that was amazing, an amazing opportunity because, A, they couldn't afford it to send us to boarding school. This is posh. You know, they would not have been able to afford that. And, and the forces pay oh, for right. you to go yeah. because you have some kind of um, constant in your I life if you go there. Here. Oh. What, what with me? the drinking? Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, sorry, we're not going fast enough for you, Annie. I'll, I'll, I'll really try to. Can I'll try to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I went to boarding school when and was there with a lot of posh girls and fun a little bit in Plymouth, but a very sweet boarding school, I have to say. I've still got very um, good friends from then. So you're very you're very committed to that part West of West Country. Yeah. yeah. Well, my that's why my it's very odd for me because the Tamar River divides Cornwall. And Devon. Yeah. And it's a bit like the Lancashire-Yorkshire divide, you know. There's quite a lot of rivalry. Yeah. And uh, I have a lot of family from Devon, from Plymouth, but I also have a lot of family from Cornwall. And some of the people in Devon would never dream of travelling across that bridge to Cornwall. They just wouldn't do it. It's mad. And why would you do it? And why would you go there? It's a good bridge to travel. On the train. On the train, it's great. Lovely. Yeah. The Brunel Bridge. It's wonderful. But, yeah, I've got family that just will not come into Cornwall. I've got family that will not go into Devon. So I'm sort of... I'm always a bit scared to say that I'm Cornish or from Devon because when my brother got married, right, he married a girl from Yorkshire, but they got married in Cornwall. And her dad stood up at the wedding and said how delighted he was that she'd married a Cornishman and the Devon lot started to hiss. (gasps) I mean, not in a funny way, in a kind of bring-it-on way. Oh, my God. So he very quickly corrected himself and said, oh, sorry, sorry, I mean that you've married a Cornishman. Uh, that we married a Devon boy, and then the Cornish lot started, and he's like, mm, "You just don't go there." That's fair. so. I just say I'm from the West ab- Country. Are you going to write a book about this? The West well, West divide. I, you know, it's it's just part of my family stuff. You know, half of them are from there, and half of them from there. Believe me, if we need to unite against people from further up, like London, we do. Like London. We like London. Yeah, we do. Fuck we come man. together. We come together for the football. We come together for whatever we need to. If there's any enemies, but 
when we're left to our own devices. It's like people who live in villages next door to each other, isn't it? We love a bit of, you know, we love to, to argue with each other. So why did you choose Cornwall over Devon? My heart is there, really. And my mum, sadly, my mum died about eight, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago now. But my mum lived in Cornwall. And so as I was getting older and as I knew I wanted to write more and I wanted to separate myself away from... Because I was only living near London because I didn't know London that well. I spent all, all my adult life in London because that's where college was, that's yeah, where work yeah. was. But I always, my heart was always at home by mm. the sea. So um, I knew I'd go back down there eventually. So I did. 16 years ago, I went back down. And did your kids go and... My daughter came with me, um, although she was at various schools at that time. Uh, but she came with me. And then I got divorced. And then I chose to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met a Cornish man. So, you know. You met a Cornish man. Who has a Foy life man. jacket on. But yeah, no, yeah. it's not. He doesn't look like... No, it's a Foy life... M- He's boat a, jacket. It's he not is. like he hasn't got a, is he a, a life jacket. Boat? He's on the lifeboat, yeah. In Foy. That's so Emergency on the lifeboats. Are you, you amazing? Yeah. You've got yourself a man <laughs> in uniform. I have. Although the uniform is mainly sort of rubber boots, to be honest. So when you were hermited away yeah. writing your book. Yeah. This book? Yes. yes. This very book, in lockdown, yes. who did the cooking? Did Mark bring you little soup songs in, <laughs> as you were sitting there? He did, uh, yeah. Uh, although he didn't really stop working because he works, uh, he runs a rehab. And so um, lots of people were in all kinds of trouble, weren't they, during the lockdown? And so his rehab closed and he opened it as a homeless shelter for a while. And then he had to kind of help people find homes to be in. So he was going into work pretty much every day. But we did all, there was four of us there. It was Mark and me and my daughter, Billy, and his daughter, Lils. And we pretty much took it in turns to do the cooking. So we had those interesting moments where, you know, my daughter was cooking. Um, not at all frightening. Um, <laughs> who doesn't really cook? Um, how, how old is she? Uh, 29. Okay. I mean, she, she does cook. She can survive. Yeah. Uh, but it, she wouldn't be cooking for other people. Not, certainly not people who wanted to live. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and then Lils who's actually very good at cooking and then Mark who's really good and then me is okay so you know we took it in turns everywhere there was a lot of tolerance to begin with kindness yeah kindness all of that Uh, and we watched a lot of RuPaul oh oh god love it god love it It so that that was Billy and Lils and I went in the back room and watched it we had face packs and RuPaul that was mainly what we did during lockdown okay who's your favourite Oh my God! Queen, I love, I love all of them. Who, who's my favourite? Should we tell you who we had on? Yeah, actually, I think they're coming on next week. Next after week, you. we got Shay Coulee. Oh, have week. you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. delight. Did you like the British one? I didn't watch it. Oh come on! Don't, I bag of chips. I know. Well, bag when of they chips. when it first I started, it. I thought it it's surely it's not going to be as good as that. But it was, it was really great. Good. Here's a spoiler. I'm going to give you a little scoop. I'm going to be one a of judge. the guest judges. <gasps> That's huge. They did originally ask me if I would be a full-term judge, but I, I couldn't. I just wow. Because I don't live in London. But I am going to be a That's guest amazing. judge in a couple of weeks. Because they had to stop everything, didn't they, on the British one? Yeah. And now they're starting it all yeah. up again. Oh, that's but I think honor. there's going to be sort of perspex between each judge kind of thing. Oh, God. So I won't be able to touch Rue. That's a shame because I really do want to touch Rue. I love Rue Michelle Visage. Do you think Rue oh, would I let do. you touch? Maybe. 
Well, you might have to go into quarantine like the British Bake Off before you, have to you eat go bubble there. Is Michelle? For, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you could bubble with them. That would be fun. Oh, I do you know I've got time. I think I'm working up to literally the day before. What are you doing when you say oh, you're oh, working? Oh, lots of things. So I, I'm doing lots of things. I mean, take what, it from I'll tell the you what top. I've just finished. Yeah. I've just finished uh, five weeks of filming in Wales. And this was the first bit of filming I did after uh, the lockdown where I've played Beatrix Potter. Oh, in a film wow. that is for Christmas for Sky, and my friend Abby wrote this film. She originally wrote it as a little fifteen minute, but Sky liked it, so they've extended it. And it's about the day that the real Roald Dahl yeah. met Beatrix the real Potter. Beatrix Potter, and Did this really actually mean? happened. He was six, and she was sixty, oh, and wow. he went to her house and met her. I mean, obviously, she didn't know she was meeting. The future, the future fabulous Dahl, writer. But, yeah. but look how much her writing influenced his. Yeah. I don't know when the last time was you ever read a Beatrix Potter, but they're dark. They're dark. They really Mr. are. I mean, McGregor. everyone's in cutesy yeah. things, but they are chopping Mrs. each other's tails yeah. off. And Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. Yeah. yeah. Samuel Whiskers has got a lot. Yeah. yeah. Rat, rats are eating kittens. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's 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 it is dark stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it? So that was, was great. But it was five weeks of filming in. Wales and the reason I thought about it near Cardiff but the reason I thought about it is because we all had to bubble for that so that we were in what they call soft isolation so I was in the little cottage and I literally would go to work back to the cottage work back didn't go home for five weeks didn't we all were tested every 48 hours everybody in the crew in well they were you know they have to insure it so you know it's Lots of money, isn't it? So they, they have to make sure everybody is... I mean, uh, only the other actors were people without masks on. And I knew that everybody had been tested. Mm. They knew that mm. I had. And the crew, all in full PPE. P- I know. It was very odd. I yeah. saw people for five weeks from there upwards. Whilst we get the old chicken, I feel like... It's, it's been it's 20 ready. minutes. We've plied Dawn with two glasses what of champagne. What are you looking up there at? I can tell She's at the oven. Her timer. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. I'm really happy that you request a chicken soup because yeah. my mum's is yeah. amazing. Uh, uh, that's where the love is, as far uh, as I know. Any Jewish families I know, that is the... It's like pasties in my family. If your mum makes it or your auntie makes it, it's like bloody delicious so because you, it's you, just got love, love, love right in it. Your family make pasties? Oh, yeah. Do you make pasties? I don't. I'm no good at it. Well, I ought to start trying to, but whilst I've got a mother-in-law, no mum anymore, but a mother-in-law who and makes good really pasty. good ones. Do you really good ones. I'll have two. I'll have two. Um, so, so what's in the filling of your mother-in-laws? Well, let me tell you this. Okay. Let's get this right. Okay, yeah, let's it's do all, it. Oh, look what's coming towards me. Oh, my God. That is it. There we are. It's all for the soul. That is good. Um... Oh, God, that looks good. The, the traditional Cornish pasty only has certain ingredients, and if you use the other ones, it's not a traditional Cornish okay, pasty. Okay, fine. So that is skirt beef. Oh, okay. It is a swede, or yep. turnip, some people yep. might call it, potato, onion, mm. pepper. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Okay. There are people who claim they're making a Cornish pasty... Two. And might do something like, for instance, put a carrot in it. Oh, and that's just not on. That's not a traditional Cornish pasty. 
That's would not you, it. So would you be offended if you saw a carrot in your pasty? But I don't call it a Cornish pasty. What would you call, call it? it? Just call it a pasty and say it's exotic or <laughs> experimental Good for you. or something Trying like the that. Carrot. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if, well, what what would be in there that would be completely wrong? Well, you see, if there were some noodles in there, that would be all right. That would be okay. That would we be know, all right. We're not a noodle family, a lotion family. Lotion. Yeah, we're not a lotion family. My, when I first met Len, he had been looked after in when he'd come to London from the Midlands. He'd fallen in with a big Jewish gang of ki- of kids that he'd met. I think it's a nightclub originally, and they took him in, and all their mums took him in, and they are called the Lotion Gang. Oh. And they all looked after him, and they're still his very close friends, and they're my very close friends. Oh, that's so and nice. And that's it's, it's parts of the Lockton gang that I have spent Passover with oh, in the past. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and that's where I've had chicken soup before. Um, am I allowed to slurp away at this? slurp away, okay, but I okay. am going to carry there, on Have you got any rules? Questions. Are there any of the rules? There are no rules. All right, okay. It is eat and okay. drink okay. and tell us everything. Um, <laughs> so, so growing up, I want to go back to RAF, Moving around all the this time. Heaven, by the way. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, just God, no. you just savor that for a second. Just oh, take that God, matzo so ball good. in. It's, so it's good, isn't it? This is just gorgeous. This is exactly. It sorts what I'm you out doing. after a week oh, of. God, I bet you've had a so mental good. week of kind I have of promo and. Oh my God, this is so good. Anyway, yes, yes. So growing up, who was cooking and what were you eating and what was okay. kind of a regular growing thing? up? My mum did most of the cooking in our family, but my mum. Really wasn't a great cook, I have to say. Okay, fine. Um, didn't believe in salt, pepper, any spices, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, didn't know... I mean, she would call... Mm, she would regard spaghetti hoops as foreign because it's pasta. <laughs> you know, it's like exotic. So my mum overcooked everything. Every vegetable we had was overcooked, everything. But I loved her food. And my mum especially would make a stew that expanded the food for lots of people. Because my mum brought up her brothers and stuff like that. And that stew was chicken, of course. Yeah. Bits of chicken. And that would be the expensive part. Yeah. Then everything else was grated. Carrot, onion, potatoes. Grated. Just make it big. Lots of stock. Yeah. Make it huge. That, so that food is... I got very stew. used to... Ve- yes. I love that. Got very used to having a very full tummy Does all the time. Want which is why I'm you know, a little fat girl. You, yes, please. Lovely. Thank you. Time. Did you find it hard moving around or did you quite I did I used to um, I I used to get quite stressed I would um, sleepwalk oh do you need salt I want no salt that's perfect as it is thank you oh my god Dawn you're the only other person that does this that I know well like I've never seen a I mean you're not Jewish are you I'm not Jewish no this is this is amazing. You have spent that. time with the lotion gap. <laughs> I definitely That's have. That's amazing. Yeah. I definitely have. Dawn is um, is, is, I'm crumbling. is crumbling her matzo. Yeah, I know because I like it to be a little bit soggy. Yes, yeah, yeah lovely. Too. And with the occasional bite of a, a little crunchy crunch bit. Never goes yeah. Yes, oh, thank you, had, Lenny, for this. You've had many a nice? chicken You soup cannot in your know time. how lovely that is. Wonderful. So you used to sleep. And I tell you. Yeah, go on. Cherish your mum's food. I, I mean, cherish I, your mum while you have your mum with you cherish her and cherish her food because I know but, but we all you know we all go up the old step ladder and I miss my mum's food such a lot even though it was very bland she wasn't particularly experimental but it was her food and it's cooked with all the love you know like this is fantastic did, did, I mean what, how was school dinners at boarding school well I never minded school dinners no, me, I I've never I quite she like them she let me have them 
because I would have Wouldn't enjoyed you? it too. I mean, I was. <laughs> I, do, I like school dinners too. I, I made best friends with the dinner ladies. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah, love school dinners. Yeah. But it was weird because we were at boarding school. I was at boarding school, you know. So you were there in the evenings and stuff. I had a few little disasters where. At uh, tea time, at the end of school day, there would always be, you could have bread, butter, jam, you know, like a sandwichy sort of cakey thing at the end of the day, and then you'd come back and have an evening meal. And I remember the very first time I went into the refectory, you know, age 12 or whatever I was, and I was so nervous of it all. And on the table were white plates with pats of butter that I thought were cheese. And it was cold, you know, it was from the fridge, and it was cut into squares. Yeah. So I believe this was cheese. So yeah. I just but picked just, it just up it. and ate it. And then, of course, other kids were looking at me like, what is she doing? But then I had to do... Yeah, oh, we, all, we, we always eat it, it like this. <laughs> you know, where you have to front you it out. Oh, you just, because you, you've done such a stupid thing. But now you have to keep going. So, yeah, I used to eat <laughs> pats of butter. And, of course, once you've started doing it, you're doing it for seven years then. <laughs> no, you really committed I, I kept, to... I kept doing it Method and convincing acting. people <laughs> convincing people i could not give in to the mistake that's ridiculous isn't oh, it? but were you in boarding school in um, in plymouth in plymouth yeah. oh, so cornish butter's quite nice isn't yeah, it yeah pretty yeah. good but still you shouldn't be just eating it in great slabs to be honest so we've had the we've had the cornish pasty debate yeah um you must be surrounded by fantastic food what down there yes yeah I, i've had to learn about fish Really? Okay. We didn't really have much fish in my family. I think we're a bit fish afraid, you know, because you have to know about fish a bit, don't you? And I don't think my mum did know. And so I never really used to eat fish and I, I would avoid it. And I did have a horrible incident with some... We lived in Cyprus for a while because my dad was posted there. And I had some shellfish and my face completely exploded and I had to go to local hospital in, <laughs> when I was a little oh kid. So obviously it was off, obviously. Oh, you're not allergic to I, I don't think I'm allergic, my but I do avoid it. Have you it. tried it again? I do avoid it. I've had odd little bits. I've had odd little bits when, like, if I went to someone's house and they made lobster and nobody had asked, I'd, I'll have a go. And, uh, and been I've been okay. all right. I've been all right. Okay. I think it was just it was just off. Yeah. But So my memory of it is not... Great, you know, not great. But <laughs> since I've moved down there and since Mark, you know, he goes fishing a bit and, and we get fresh fish, I've learned to trust fish a bit more. So where are some of your top spots to go and eat in Cornwall? Oh, my God, there's so many. We've got a great place in our town called Appleton's with a new chef who's come down there. And he's opened up, and I think he used to work for Jamie who had a place up on the north coast. I'll tell you a place that I shouldn't really tell you about, but try not to tell too many other people. And again, the clue is in the name. There is a place called... Yes! Have you been to the Hidden Hut? I love that place. Which place? Oh, my God, we go... Not so hidden now, Not so hidden now. They have feast nights there. It's so good. Oh, my God, it's so good. Where is it? Is it near Truro? Well, yeah. Is that near you? I'm not very good with your Yeah, it's on that coast. It's at Port Scaffo, a little bit further on. It's near Port... Port um, yeah, Port Scaffo. It's in the dunes. You park up in a car park and you have to walk a little bit through some fields. And then you come to it. And it's like a sort of cricket hut. You can go there and get coffee and cake and everything normally. And that's del- all delicious and homemade and lovely. But one night a week, he will have a feast night. So one night will be a big rotisserie, I don't know, oh, thing, it's really, giant thing. And it's then beautiful. Lobster another night, a vegetable. His dal though is dull. bloody good. Brilliant! It's, it's a brilliant place, and you so all good. go together. You take your glasses, your wine, your knives and forks, and your plates, 
and you, he just plops it on. That's fabulous. It's wicked. If, if the weather's nice, because it's out in the open. Yeah. If the it, weather's nice, it's lovely, it's isn't just it? Great. And you've got little candles on the table and flowers, How and you're sweet. overlooking the sea. How Another place I can tell you yeah, about in Cornwall. I can't believe I'm telling you my favourite thing, because then other people are going to turn up there. This is all good because I've crunched everything into it now. It's delicious. Is a place called Edie's Kitchen in a very unlikely little road on the way down to Carlion Bay. And it's just a little row of shops and then there's Edie's Kitchen. And this is a young couple who have opened a kitchen. He cooks, she, she's front of house. And honestly, I think, I think it might be the best food, possibly the best food I've ever tasted. Oh, really? Gosh, where possibly. is that? In, in Carlion Bay, in near St. Austin. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So delicious. It's quite yummy, oh. isn't it? Oh, really good. It's really... Apricots and chicken. Lovely. Mm. And they're tinned apricots, so it's not even like... They're... It's really easy. That is it. Can I just say, well what? done for spinach as well. Oh, it's a bit Oh, well, oh, spinach sorry. is... No, why are you saying sorry? It was a bit I'm telling chilly. you, spinach is the king of vegetables. I love it. It's the best, isn't yeah. it? But it is slightly frustrating that you are promised this bag... And I then know, you but, get the but little kind of. But what I love is you know that the thing that it boils down to or steams down to. Yeah, what it, it do, comes down to nothing. It's so good for you. Yeah. It's so how do, and how it's do you do so your delicious. spinach? Do you just wilt it? I, I wilt it a little bit with a little yeah, bit of, of olive chili. oil. Oh, chili. Mm. Yeah, Mister doesn't like the oil so much. Oh, did you not like Quite it? Quite fussy. How did you two meet? Wow. It was rather good. Be- no, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> she was in rehab. No, I was not. In my family, because my mum ran the ran the rehab. Oh, really? That was my mum's work. So my mum was a bit of a social worker, like you. She was. Um, but my mum set up places that women, young women, and their kids could stay together while they were in rehab. 
That was her kind of big thing. Oh. You keep families yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a place in London like that, yeah. Phoenix House. And she advised to the government for a little while about this because it's very successful. But anyway, she then wanted to set up another place, a facility, I think that's the right word. And she wanted Mark, who was an old, a colleague of hers, to head it up. So when my mum retired, Mark took her job. So he's the chief exec of Hamo's House, which is a charity that helps people with drug and alcohol problems and all the affected others. And I was writing a novel, my second novel, and in that novel I was writing a character that was a bit of a cokehead. And in my family, if you need to find out about serious drug addiction, you should speak to your mum, because that was her work. So I called mum, who had retired at that yeah. point, who said to me, you need to go and talk to Mark. And I thought, oh, who's Mark? Oh, yeah, Mark, her friend, her colleague. By this time, I was single. So I've been divorced, I was single. How old were you? Just uh, tell me. This is nine years ago, and I'm 63 now. So nine, ten years ago. So 53, 54. So I thought, yeah, okay, I'll go do my research for this book. So I called Mark up, and I said, Mum says you can help me talk to some people that have done lots of coke. And he said, okay. And what I really admired is both my mum and Mark, although my research was important, what was more important was that the people speaking to me should feel safe and protected and happy to talk to me. So I, I loved that. Everybody was secure. So we go up to his office, and he has set up a, a young man and a young woman to speak to me, to answer my questions honestly and help me with my research. But in his office, right, and it's hard on on a podcast to explain this, but in his office he had a white wall there, right, and he had a window there. And he had put the two chairs for the people talking to me in front of the window. So I sat down and they were sort of silhouetted, oh. which was not the best way. When you're doing research, you need to see people's faces. And I thought, oh, he's done the furniture wrong, but oh God, I can't really reorganise the furniture. He's done this kind thing. Did he do it on purpose? No, okay. it's just the way he doesn't think about it. It's not aesthetically that connected. So anyway, they, they sat there and I was thinking, oh, I can't quite see them. But anyway, all right, they answered all my questions. They were lovely, helpful. After an hour, he came in and said, well, it's a cup of tea or, you know, just sort of get, finishing the meeting up. And then he sat down in the same place. So he's now silhouetted, right? Did he look good silhouetted? Well, yeah, but I couldn't quite see him. Okay. So some would say, yes, very good. Um, so anyway, he's, he's a silhouette against the, the window. I'm here with the white wall behind me. And I'm actually thinking, I've done my research, I'm ready to go. Well, I'll just wind, So what, you just didn't find him up. straight away? Not at all. Okay. And I had oh, met, met him a few he's times. He's covering his hands. I know. I had met him a few times, but he's my mum's mate. He's my mum's colleague. He's, you know, in her it's life. professional. No. professional. But I he was wasn't free. Looking. He was free. He was at that point, but when I'd met him before, I wasn't, so I wasn't looking, you know, okay. all of that. So he's just a lovely guy, just a lovely guy helping me out. So he's sitting there with the, with the window and the light behind him. And um, I'm literally filling time while I, just being polite, just going, so how's your life, Mark? Um, in my head, I'm thinking, not, I'm not really that interested, but anyway, yeah, talk if you like. Um, and he starts to talk, and he's talking about his children, his beloved children, who went to live with him in, you know, when he got divorced. And as he's talking about his children, no word of a lie, behind him, out in the world, there was a cloud, but the sun came out from behind the cloud, and sunbeams, like from God, came in through the window, bounced off the wall behind me, back onto him, like Fellini like yeah. had lit him. Oh, my God. So he's just talking about his kids, and I literally go from just listening to 
Hallelujah. Oh, my God, look at him. It was God, heaven sent. It was like that. Now, my mum, of course, when I later told her about this, said, that is your dad. My dad died when I was 19. Aww. So that is your dad saying, look at, at this, this He put the spotlight man. on him. Honestly, it was really like it. It was like, poof, like that on his face. Blue eyes. I shouldn't very be too cute. nice about him no, while he's, he's sitting here. I'm never I can that see nice that. to him. But anyway, it was just like, I thought, oh, my God, look at him. Like breath gone, oh, have to know this man, have to know this man. So anyway, I left there feeling a bit fluttery. And I went home and I called my mum, who he was a great friend of. And my mum had known him for years, you know, colleagues. And I said, mum, seriously, I think I'm a bit sweet on Mark. So she went, no, 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 no. Why did she right. say so that? I said, what, what do you mean? She went, oh, too young, far too young for you. I said, how old how is old he? And she is said, he? well, I can't, I, I don't know how old he is. I said, well... So what are you talking about? Anyway, we had a bit of a moment, and I love my mum, like you love your mum. And I thought, well, actually, if my mum thinks this is wrong, I would, I would listen to that. But anyway, I put the phone down. I thought, bit odd, bit of a strange response. But she called me back, and she said, I'm so sorry about that, but he's my friend. And it's, and it's weird. a bit weird. Yeah. She said, but of course you would like him, she said to me, because after your dad and your brother, he's my favourite man in the world. Oh. So that then so he and I lovely. got together, and then sadly my mum died. But my, when my mum was dying, she knew? She, she knew we were together. Was she young when she died? 77. God, yeah, young. 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 But she, as, as my mum was dying, she said, I can go because you've got him. Oh. So he's got a bit of a sort of guarantee, which is good. So you better live up to it, mate. <laughs> yeah. So that was very touching, oh, you know. He just put his fingers up at you, but it was a really beautiful ending to the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. But you know how you said sometimes you're not even looking at someone and they're right under your nose? Oh, that is that's such a beautiful story. Are you very in love with your husband, Jesse? We've been, Yeah, we've been together since we were teenagers. He's wicked, he's amazing, and he he's fantastic. Is, is he? Yeah, yeah and there's it, like no there ego. must be nothing better. None of our kids have quite kind of settled with anybody yet. Oh, well, you know, they've got nice relationships, but they haven't settled with anyone. And I wonder what it's like, really, as a mum. You, your only happiness is if they yeah. are happy, yeah. isn't I it? Mean, so if you yeah. know that she's with somebody that yeah, cherishes her and looks after well, that, her, that's, that's a yeah, huge he, thing. It's brilliant. lovely that you bring that up, because Lee, in the book, yes. that feels like a character Definitely. that that's... Definitely. What, Do you know, this book, Jesse, to be absolutely honest, this book is a complete mother line. Uh, you know, I learned a lot from my mother in my, all the way through my childhood. I've been fantastically mothered. I felt safe and held. And although I warred with my mum, I had big battles with my mum, it was in the sure knowledge that there would be peace and forgiveness and it would be over at certain points, you know. We come back together and, and then you have another row and then you come back together. Um, and, and we ended up as very good. That, that rowing bit was mainly in my 20s, you know, mm. it was that bit where you're sort of allergic to your mum for a, a while. But my mum was on adoption panels quite a lot of her mm. life. And uh, she would talk to me about adoption and fostering and stuff. So when it came to when I adopted um, my daughter, you know, I listened a lot to what my mum had said. And I... I genuinely really believe that, that your relationship with your mum, not that my, I mean, my relationship with my dad was very, very important, but different. Your relationship with your mum is the foundation of almost everything else. And if you are as lucky as you clearly are, and as I was, to have, a, to be held and scaffolded so well by your mother, it just sails you, you into your life so well. And you will teach your 
daughter, that same thing. I'm really all about that line through the women in a big way. Again, not dismissing the men, but at the moment, I'm interested. Women are the main event. So this book is about mothers, daughters, and that connection, even though there is a, you know, it's a tricky old story, this book. I don't know if you know about it. No, I do know about it, because Jessie's told me, but she's not told me everything, because I'm going to start it. Okay, yes. Well, well, suffice to say, it's about a woman who steals another woman's baby. Yeah, she told me that. So that is, like, the worst thing you could possibly do. However... I've tried to challenge myself to write a woman who does that terrible, sinful thing for very good reason, um, and but does not return the baby ever because her need for a daughter is so huge and because she's such a great mother. And as it happens, the woman that she steals the daughter from Wouldn't is in a very toxic okay. marriage. So in a way... the the daughter has been brought up in the right family. But who are we to say who the right family is? It's a moral dynamic. Yeah, and does the like. daughter, the daughter has a right to know. The daughter has yeah, a right. Yeah. Of course, she doesn't find out until she's older when she has to find out. And you can imagine finding out something like that about your identity. And I'm, I'm interested in those themes of identity, like who makes us, who we belong to, whether you're made of you, the, the bones and the blood that you're made of, or whether you're made of your... What do you think? I, do you know I don't have the answers to it? I've adopted my daughter and I adore her, but I am mindful always of the other mother who I don't know. Does she, but does I, she have any contact with her? No. 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 So, you know, it's like, uh, but someone I'm very grateful to and feel very protective of. And so when that woman I was telling you about who wrote a biography of me, here's me saying I'm not going to finish this book. No, I, I can't that's stop. Fine, darling. I just cannot stop. <laughs> when that woman wrote the biography, about me and started to slightly circle around. I just, the lioness in me re- really came out and it was very difficult, you know, because I, I feel very strongly connected to the absent yeah. other mother who is part of our triangle, you know. Yeah. And, that, and that's a very, it's an unspoken contract and it's a contract between families that I will always honour and nobody should come in between it. It's my daughter's choice. That mm. it's nobody else's choice. So I have to, you know, take a lot of action to make sure that I don't go any further. But she's backed off me now. This woman, she doesn't come anywhere near me. Thank God. Yeah. But difficult. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you, you do anything for your kids. You know, that's yeah. your main concern. Yeah, we're, we become we'll fixins, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. And I think that line through, you know, mother, daughter to granddaughter, very, very strong. My, my own daughter's relationship with my mum was so fantastic. And I know my daughter misses her such a lot. Yeah. It's a difficult old thing, that. But yeah. I would rather she'd had it. Yeah, she not, had it yeah, than didn't have it. Was you know? your mum funny? My mum wasn't the funny one in our family. My dad was. And I think... And my brother is quite. But my brother's quite shy. So I think in our family, my dad and I were pretty much the performers, if you like. But... Um, you're not the jazz hands performers, but we would be the ones trying to make the other two laugh. So my mum and my brother were more like the audience. And my dad and I were the ones that having but the gap. But did you go to university? I went to drama college. Oh, you went to drama college? Central. To train as a... To Central. To, but to train as a teacher. So that's where uh, I met Jennifer. Were you both training as teachers? Yes. We have absolutely no drama training whatsoever, which I think is patently obvious if you've ever seen <laughs> us try to do any acting. <laughs> Well, I want to know when you knew you were funny. I think it was a really natural thing. In in my household, especially with my dad, rather than any 
um, corporal punishment or anything like that. We were never hit or anything. But my dad would be a little bit funny, sarcastic. So my dad would say things like, oh, I think we all need to stop and listen to Dawn because she's the one being a bit the loudest at the moment. So uh, everybody yeah. needs to be quiet and we're obviously we all need to listen to Dawn. And so you would be told carefully, you know, funny way, you're being, you're showing off a bit and you're being a bit loud. But uh, you get it. It's all done with the funnies. So it's all acceptable. It's all fine. So I guess in my household, that was going on all the time. But we also all shared a similar sense of humour, like you do in families. You have your own little codes, don't you, and your own running jokes and stuff. Mm. Like we all love Morecambe and Wise a lot. So, yeah. you know, and that was in the days when yeah. you only had a couple of channels, so you would all sit down together we and have that shared down. experience yeah. of it. And it was just such delight. And I love Monty Python, and my family yeah. loved Monty Python. So we do repeat we the Monty the Python same jokes. sense of humour. Exactly. So I don't know if I ever sat back and thought, ooh, I'm funny... I just knew our family was quite funny and that things were handled, difficult moments were handled with, with humour. Humor. Do you think you needed uh, Jennifer to be able to bounce your funniness well, off? Do you know, of each, the funny thing other. is that Jennifer's dad was also in the RAF, like my dad. Yeah. And actually, I found in my life I gravitate towards people that are in the services because it's quite hard to explain it right. to people. You know, the constant travelling and the looking for new friends and the slight anxiousness that you get and the nomadic thing and mm. you, what you tend to do as a kid is you put on you're very worried about going to another new school and often at that school they've had kids from the forces so the local kids don't really mix with you because they know you're going to be gone oh, soon you know? so you gravitate towards other forces kids and you put on a bit of a personality fireworks display just to make sure people are nice to you so when I met Jennifer it was a bit coming home because she was also an RAF kid and in fact, so much so that Jennifer had lived on the same RAF camps as me, but not at the same time. And at one point, Jennifer's best friend was a girl called Camilla Leng. And then Jennifer's family moved on from that. This is when she was about nine. She moved on from that. I, my family moved into that camp and Camilla Leng became my best friend. Oh, my funny. God. It's like that. Are you that still is friends weird. with Camilla Leng? I don't know her anymore, although we did contact her. When we first realised it, we contacted her. And uh, she, she was an army kid. Um, but, you know, yeah, she'd been Jennifer's friend and she'd been mine. But she didn't know then, did she, that there was a kind of contact between all of us. But my, my love for Jennifer and my very visceral connection with her, I think is born of this life that we shared, you know, that experience that we knew together. And because she's just lovable. She's a great person. We're on to our last course, but which takes me on courses, to... Courses, courses, I know. Food, courses. Well, only, only for the really special ones. Dawn, they get three courses usually. Uh, okay. one and the good. chicken soup um, was the... We pulled out the yeah. stocks, oh, Dawn. Only God. you and Dermot O'Leary. I thought that's all it was going to be. I, I, I filled up on that. This is amazing. So, I'm going to explode. Yeah, we can give you a portion. Okay. Um, but last supper, starter, main, pud and drink of choice. Some people have a whole day of meals. But you don't have to. You can do well, whatever of course, you, like. you know, the point I, is if you it's your last supper, you want to take something, it takes a long time to eat so that you buy more time. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget about that. Starter, I think... Mm, I think the starter would have to be maybe a mackerel pate. Oh, nice. Yeah. But on a, on a cracker, not on bread, because then I really would no. be... Like I am now, utterly stuffed. Like a little, little, cracker. little, yeah. Nice little. Even a bit of matzo actually would do matzo, it. That would do it. Yeah. 
So that would be the starter. The main course would have to be, I know I'm repeating myself, but it'd have to be a pasty. Okay. I would honestly eat one every day till I died if I could. Do you have any condiment with it? Or is that like sacrilege? I mean, that's just not you what you do. You might have, you might have a bit of ketchup. Okay. What you do don't you have Cornish is, you pasties. don't have salad and you don't really have... No pickle? Beans. No. No, can I no. just... Some people something. might. I wouldn't object to that. No. What makes the little hot thing in the pasty sometimes? What do you mean? Which thing is when that? when you eat a pasty... There's a slight pepper. spicy pepper. Oh, hot there. thing. I thought you meant yeah. a physically oh, hot. Oh, no. It's, it's white pepper. White pepper. White and do pepper. they put a lot on it? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Some people will put a little dollop of clotted cream in, just that will melt. That would Imagine be very that. Nice, yeah. But that Ooh. is a traditional Cornish pasty. And is it a different... Crimping you, on the side. Do you like the water pastry or would you like puff pastry like Greg's? Well, this is where... Sorry it, to well, this is No, this is where common. we all... We have big differences. Biggs would have a different pastry to me. My mum, it, I would have my mum's pastry. And I actually have to say the last supplement would have to be my mum's pasty. S- second, you know, on the reserve yeah. bench is his mum. Okay. On the third reserve bench is from the butcher in Towerdreth up the road. Fourth reserve, I know a lot of pasties. Oh my God. Would be, would be uh, Ivor Dudney's pasties that are made in Plymouth. So that would be the main course, but I'd be quite full by then. Yeah, um, forget about that. You, quite tempted. You're, you're hungry. <laughs> okay, but I've got eight stomachs. Five hours. All right. Food. Okay. Probably the pudding might be a tiramisu. Oh, just great choice. Great choice. Love it. Where do you get it from? Is there one that you? No, can, I can. I did during lockdown. I did follow a recipe and it was online it was just a lady just a lady online did you use ladies fingers yes dipped in 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 coffee actually just in coffee yeah any liqueur in there Uh, there was brandy brandy Brandy. in it and creme fraiche mixed in with uh with um cream no it should be mascarpone mascarpone You're absolutely right, Lenny. Yes, well done. Not creme fraiche. Not fr- creme fraiche. Look, just, just, get, just erase that. <laughs> Try and Dawn. forgive me. Because you can't get past it. Because you have to put that with You're egg. You're right, mascarpone. And you have to That's mix it, it with egg. Absolutely. I'm uh, not sure there was any egg. Sometimes. And it was, yeah. and it was good. Good, and you can pipe it. Zip, uh, zip, were you piping? Oh, and then little piper. bits of it. Yeah, well, not very what well. What were you doing in lockdown? I was piping, actually. <laughs> I was piping. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did do in lockdown, if you're at all interested. Because I'm not great at cooking, really, and I'm certainly not great at baking. But I saw a woman make something called breakfast cake. And breakfast cake is made with yogurt and flour and egg and stuff and blueberries. And it's you make it in a ring, which is impressive. Yeah. And you put a bit of icing sugar on it. Yeah. And then I serve it with yogurt, which is also got in it, and a little bit of hot maple syrup. Oh, yeah. nice. I'll have to send it to you. Can we have that? We'll give you our cookbook if you promise. Yeah, all right. I will, all right. I'll send you that recipe. That's... That is good. But that wouldn't be on my last supper. The no. tiramisu would okay. be on my last supper. And when you say... Drink? What's the drink? You're very... Honestly, I know I'm very lightweight. Disappointing. I know, so sorry. So sorry. Sorry. But honestly, that's... I'm already goody. Giddy. Goody and goody. Goody and goody. <laughs> She's a giddy But goody. I... My favourite drink is my best friend in the world's husband's cider, which is called Foy Valley Cider. You're F-O-Y. Like real Cornish it's Delicious. Cornish. But it's light and lovely. Really, really golden, gorgeous. Fantastic. Yeah, that would be mine. Right, I'm going to ask, but you are so many different personas when you're up there. So 
Jessie would never do karaoke because I forced her once at Club Med <laughs> to be Whitney Houston and yes. she hated it. Traumatised her. Yes. Um, but I love karaoke. So which would be your karaoke song? And you could... I'm, I'm not sure I do love karaoke. No, you don't have to love but, okay. it. But if you're forced do, to. Why don't you like it though? Because I wonder whether it's uh, artist to artist, I think performer it's to performer. Because I can't really sing that well. But I really sing well in the car and in the shower. Oh, yeah. Really brilliantly. Okay. Brilliantly. On, the uh, you know, it, it's amazing how I sing. <laughs> um, but really, given... Because we've done quite a lot of parodies of songs and stuff. Yeah. But once you're in a studio with headphones and a microphone and chords... I just can't manage it. It's I'm called really bloodlight, isn't it? My producer Dave Akumu would say when the red light comes on, it he calls it bloodlight. Yeah, it is. And he's like, just it's and all your confidence drops yeah. out. Yeah. Do you know once I went for an audition to be in the film of Mamma Mia? Right. This is this is common knowledge to my friend Jennifer, and I was told by the producers because I said, look, I can't really sing. I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Bjorn and Bjork or whatever they're called, they they will fix it all. They'll all be. Fixed up. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Um, that you honestly, you, it doesn't matter how badly your singing is, uh, you'll be all right. So I went for um, an audition, and I went to uh, it was a big theatre in Cambridge Circus, and I went up the stairs, and sitting in the room, a lot of uh, guys, gay guys, I'm guessing, gorgeous, happy people, at their um, computers, all going, "Hey, door, lovely to see you, lovely to see you." I said, "I'm going for an audition." I went, "Oh, good luck. It'll be fine." And I went into the room next door, and the musical director came in. He said, let's just have a little canter through, uh, through. Mamma Mia. Honestly, the, do you want to hear the sound that came out of me? Mamma Mia, mm. here we go again. Aye, aye, did I forgive you. One note, couldn't get off one note. Oh. Stayed on one note. And he went, ooh, okay, we're not managing that. So let's move on to, uh, name any other. Uh, money, money, money. Money, money, money. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, okay, sorry about that. I don't know why I couldn't get off the one note. So off he goes, plinky, plonky, plink. And I go, um, money, 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 must be funny in a rich man's world. This is what I was doing, loudly. So anyway, he went, ooh, anyway. Uh, right, lovely, lovely to see you. Um, and I was thinking, well, it's all right, because she told me Beyond's that he's going to fix it. it. And that isn't my real voice. Was it I can sing much better than that. Yes. So I come out of the room, and all the guys who had greeted me before, just their heads were down like oh that. Oh, my God. Total what? shame, all completely looking away from me. Because it was just so awful, the noise they heard. Um, and I went down the stairs and literally I switched my phone on. And by the time I got to the bottom of the stairs, my agent was on the phone going, love, it. love, it's just not going to work. Hold on, but it's not like Mer Meryl did the performance of her life well, with the singing. She did pretty well. The person who didn't was... Piers. You said it. Oh, mate. <laughs> but yeah. I did worse than that. Oh, I... It's not good, is it? That but is, that's what but happened you, to my I've voice. I've seen you sing, though. And yet, in the shower, I'm magnificent. So what are you singing do in the want, shower? Do you want cream, darling? I'll have a do. tiny, tiny bit Just of cream. Do you know what I really want? What? It's Yogurt. a small black coffee. I'm going to give you one. Thank you. This mm. looks good. Mm. God, I this is great. Supper, thank you. Such a pleasure. what I need. Figs, lovely. Crunchy Yeah, well, figs are... They're in at the moment, aren't they, Mum? It's a good, good time for them. Dawn French, do you yes. think that you've got good table manners? Um, kind of. I mean, look, I've got my elbow on oh. here. Um, I don't think that's... We're sitting at a breakfast bar. Yeah. OK, fine. OK. I think pretty good. I know that my mum told me that when they were little, she used to have to sit up so straight that you could put your arms back and put a broom handle 
through the back of your arms there. Oh my god. That, that that's was uncomfortable. And that was how you were supposed to and you take the food to your mouth. You do not take your mouth to the food and all of that. That's how, they were taught to sit that straight that you could put a broom handle across your back through your arms. That's mad, isn't it? Dawn French. Yes. What an absolute pleasure <gasps> to just been cook for gorgeous. you. Gorgeous. Thank you for cooking for me. I really appreciate it. It's Properly a, appreciate it. Such a pleasure. It. Can I just say, your mm. hair is so yeah. beautiful and shiny. It's the most glossy How hair. How do you do that? Product. No, and that iron. is shine. Is that a hair straightening? Like, you iron it's that? It's hair straightening, yeah. So what's... <gasps> I put cement thermique, ever heard of oh, it? Oh, I've got that upstairs. That's what goes in, just Shall that. I'll give it you. It goes in, and then the irons go. And a good cut, obviously a good that cut. That cut's and fab. Some colour. You won't believe that this is not my natural colour, No, nor me. I am 63. But the first... How old are you? I'm 69. Are you? Yeah. So it's Come my on, Lenny, you look nerve. pretty good for no, that. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You <laughs> look freaking you great. You look gorgeous. Well, but can likewise, I tell you, sister. the one thing that I ordered before we went into lockdown was hair colour. I thought, there's no yeah, way I'm going I've, fucking I've grey and to. fat. <laughs> 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 I've met someone that I want to be my new friend. Join the club, Mum. Join the back of the line. I just loved her. I loved everything about her. Her warmth, her intelligence. I loved the way she talked about women, about that line between grandmothers, obviously, mums, daughters. I just thought she was great. I loved and her I husband. Loved her husband. He's her bloody lifeboatman, saving lives. On the lifeboats and in his rehab facility. Just fab. Loved everything. She was well up for the food. She, oh, mama. Just try those. Mum just got the truffles out. You know mum's just had a good that. night when she brings the truffles out. Mm. How nice are they? Right. We're all going to go and live next to Dawn in Cornwall. Yeah. We're all going to eat Cornish pasties this weekend. Yeah. We're all going to read her book because of you. I'm going to do the whole day tomorrow. <laughs> Gonna have a day. dawn day. Day of the dawn. Day of the dawn. Thank you, Dawn French. We knew that we were gonna love you, but we didn't realise we were gonna love you this much. Completely in love. Right. People have been emailing in. There's been a lot about the rainbow bagels. This is from Hannah Green. Rui Bakoff, never mind rainbow bagels. Let's just talk about how much they all needed your triple threat brownie recipe. My soul. How did they not all ace the bake of the year? Did feel for them all overcomplicating their recipes and the disaster unfolding. Let's discuss. Tanya Mason. Oh, you're not going to discuss that with Hannah? No, I'm not. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> well, we can discuss thanks it. Thanks for emailing in, Hannah. But, uh, well, Lenny first of all, they needed our triple threat brownie recipe, definitely. They were a disaster on Bake Off this week. Paul Hollywood didn't even know what to say. Well, Tanya Mason, I'm gonna, yeah. she agreed rainbow bagels are a travesty. Yeah, and she I also abs- adores leopard print and a red lip. Yeah. Simon Atkins, I had never heard of such a travesty, yet since Googling, I now need to have one. You may have inadvertently upped their popularity. This is about rainbow bagels. I hope I haven't. This one's quite funny, about a wedding. Where are you? Oh, here we are, Nick Bain. Hi, Jesse and Lenny. So two of my best mates are currently going full on gay bride wars about who gets to have champagne kisses played at their first dance. We so far suggested that they A, marry each other, B, both have the song. 
but neither option is going down well. Would you be able to help us resolve this? Some further... This is not about the podcast, not so, reading this. Oh, Mum doesn't like a little uh, spotlight shining on the older pop star of it. Sorry, <laughs> they're just commenting about which song is going to be their first time. I'm so sorry <laughs> that someone wants to ask me a question, Mum. Can you just let me enjoy and bask in so, this moment for a second? So, I think you should marry each other. Yeah. And then rewind the song, Champagne Kisses. There you go, you're sorted. Uh, I love that we've also had a German-English translator emailing in about me talking about whether it's Riesling or Riesling Riesling with my mention of the Third Reich. Thank you so much. (laughs) We all now know that it is Riesling Mm. and Reich is right yeah i before he and the uh, yeah it's amazing how international our listeners are and how informative you are and i love that you following your query it was a query and i'm glad that you've sorted it out i'll never say risling ever again Riesling. thank you for everyone for emailing in and sending loads of love and please keep on emailing us because you crack us up you're quite funny and our email address is hello at tablemannerspodcast.com Thank you for listening. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm